my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Black Girls Heal podcast. I'm so happy to be with you this week. So this week, I have something special in store for you all. I, um, around the end of last year, I believe, um, I didn't go and look in the archives, but I'm pretty sure it was near the end. I tried something a little different. And I invited people who were listeners to come on and for me to answer questions. And so I share with you one of the interviews and I decided afterwards that um, I wanted to actually use the women who were already benefiting from the program. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is, I'm fully connected, how on top of your hormone health are you? If you said zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning, and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire. Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BGH at checkout. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So I've actually been asked many times before if I offer coaching just as single sessions. And I have every once in a while, but I tend to not want to do so because it is really, really hard for me to coach women as a one-off because I feel like I'm just helping women put out fires. Um, I have a lot of great tools that I've made specifically to help women heal from love addiction, love avoidance, and love anorexia, um, to help them be self-healers from their trauma and actually make movement. Um, A lot of great insight that is wrapped up inside of how those tools are implemented. And so even if I'm giving really good advice or next steps, it's still incomplete. And I didn't really like how that felt. And so I was like, let me just use calls from the women that I'm already serving. So I have as some of the women who I'm already working with via Black Girls Heal if they would like to be interviewed and several of them volunteered. And so I was really excited about that. Um, and so what you are going to hear on this podcast is an actual coaching call. So for those of you who don't know the way that I help women here on Black Girls Heal, in case you're the first or your first time listener, is I have um, what is now an online coaching 
school, um, but I used to just offer courses one-off. And I was thinking today when I was prepping for this podcast episode, I was like, I talk a lot about courses, but there's probably a whole group of women who have no idea what that means, of course. And it sounds very foreign to you. So me as an entrepreneur, I was actually initiated into this world of online learning because I bought a course by someone named Amy Porterfield years ago. Um, that helped me learn how to do webinars, which you might know as recorded classes and workshops that people will have you put in your email address and then you'll watch them teach you something um, at a designated time. So that's also called a webinar. And so once I did that and once I saw, oh, wow, like I can actually learn things from someone who's not teaching me face-to-face, This is really convenient. I can do it on my own time. I can watch replays. There's this group that I can answer all these questions in. And not only does the teacher answer my questions, but there's all these people people who've gone there before me um, who are really experienced, they're really helpful. This is like a really positive place. I was like, oh, okay, great. And so I started buying courses, not just for business stuff, but for my own personal development. And, um, of course I was, um, very discriminant because like many of us, sometimes it's easier to buy things that have nothing to do with our self healing and our own inner health, but we'll, we'll do things for other people sometimes, um, or, um, things that are us adjacent. So like my business is adjacent to me. It totally affects me, but is it really for me just for my own improvement and just for my own self-love and just for my own healing? Not necessarily, or actually not really. I'm trying to be moderate, but no, not really. And so, but that was kind of like my gateway into buying other courses that were really just for me and my mindset and did nothing else but other than just made me feel better. And so all that to say, if you've never had that experience of you buying an online course, and if you're someone who is kind of like me, where if I don't understand it, if I can't really put my mind around it, then it's not really for me, then I totally get that. Especially because so many of us are just coming around to the fact of learning how to um, ask for help and going to therapy and letting that be a normal part of our vocabulary and a part of what we expect from others and what we expect from ourselves, then to talk about doing this online via an online course, it sounds maybe even ridiculous to some people, but, but y'all, but it actually works. So I have, I've made a lot of courses over the last couple of years. I've made about five bigger ones And I've had maybe about 12 to 15, maybe close to 20. I need, I haven't added up. So that number could either be very accurate or off, um, give or take about two or three courses, but I've made a lot of them. Um, and I've had really helped women get really great results and really great healing by doing these courses. And so I am a believer and One of the ways that I've helped women heal online via courses is by offering coaching as a part of it. And so the main way that I usually offer coaching, um, not in every course that I've done, but in most of the courses that I've done is by having something called group calls. And so a group calls, this is where a group of people, a group of my students who are able to come and attend will ask questions related to their their learning and their experience in the course. And when it comes to healing, love addiction, love avoidance, love anorexia, and healing from trauma, um, from relational trauma, it is imperative to heal in relationships. Doing a solo dolo journey when it comes to healing. If you had trauma that came from relationships, healing without mending and creating intimate connections with other people is really, is really incomplete y'all. Um, you really have to learn how to build that bridge and build healthy attachment with other people and be vulnerable and be seen 
in groups. It's just part of the process. And I can't really save that from you. Otherwise, what you're going to do is you're going to get very adept at learning how to be safe just when it's you around. But then when there's other people around, that's when you will clam up. That's where it will be very hard for you to show both your scars and your beauty marks as well. This is where it gets really hard for you to trust people or you put them through impossible tasks to earn your trust. And even then it's not really enough. So group and community is an integral part of my programs. And so women who decide to come, come to these group coaching calls and they ask all their questions and they get coached. And it's really incredible. It's really amazing. Um, And a lot of the times students stay past the time that their questions are answered or they come early to listen to other people's questions get answered because it truly is what what one person is going through is what multiple people are going through and hearing one person and how they're arriving at their solutions or hearing the solutions that I'm helping give to them is usually a message just for that person as well. So just like you might um, say, if you come from a Christian background, if you go to church, one message could speak to a whole congregation, right? Um, so that kind of feel or a motivational speaker or whatever it, whatever it is, um, is something that is applicable to everybody. So everyone kind of gets multiple questions answered in one setting. So with all that said, today's episode is going to be you getting into getting a peek into what these coaching calls actually sound like. So again, this kind of has the same idea as the previous episode where I had a listener on the program, but um, it's going to be a lot more complete. When I interviewed that student before, it was when one of our programs was just coming out and I was like, oh my God, like this is exactly what I want to give you. Like you hear me talking about, I was like, here's the tool that I want to give you, but I can't because it's in the program and I have to, it's like a whole explanation. Um, But here, all the women that have been supporting have already been equipped. And so something else you're going to hear that's really great is um, you'll hear me referencing some of the things that we have talked about before, because I really do get to know all of the women in our program or in my programs as long as they show up. Like if you show up and you share what's going on with you, then I'm going to get to know you. Um, And if you're honest about what you're going through, If you're consistent with what's happening with you, then I meet people exactly where they are. I I even try to bring them a little bit further, reach out and initiate contact with my students because it's important that you actually get your healing. So you're going to hear that we know each other, (laughs) Um, even with it being online, that we know each other um, very well um, and that she is part of our healing tribe. You are going to hear the way that I like to coach women, which I, which is a balance between, um, validating what you're going through, um, holding space for you, asking if something works for you or not, because it is not my job to push an agenda that that does not work for you. And also referring back to the skills and the tools that Um, are taught whenever they are appropriate. Some of the specific skills um, that I teach in the program have been um, blurred out. So um, if audio drops, that is why. It's only going to be for a split second, but um, just I've taken that out. But I'm really excited for you to hear this interview because I know that the topic is going to be so helpful for a lot of you. So the question that I'm coaching this student through is how to show up as her full self after she has gone through trauma growing up. And so the specific type of trauma is intellectual trauma. And so if you do not know what intellectual trauma is, this is whenever you have a parent or a caregiver who challenges what you say and what you think, um, acting as if your opinions don't matter, what you say doesn't make sense, 
that you're stupid, that um, their opinions and their thoughts are the most important. And this is a type of trauma because it challenges your intellect, how you feel about yourself. Um, this is where a lot of us can end up wanting to or needing to have validation from other people for us to feel permission to have our own thoughts. Um, we may feel something intuitively, but we need other people to co-sign on it or to tell us that it makes sense. Um, all these are definite results of intellectual trauma that don't really go away no matter how many times people tell us, you're great, you're smart, that makes sense, that's powerful, that's true, until we learn how to heal that on the inside. And so I'm working through that with the students um, here on this call. And so you will get a lot of next steps that you can um, bring with you. And because I realized that I never, I still haven't mentioned what um, this coaching program is, it's the recovery school. And so you're going to hear um, this student mention Learn to Thrive. When she joined the program, I was only offering Learn to Thrive as our main signature program. What I am doing now is every single thing that you have ever, 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 ever heard me talk about is going to be in one place for you to pick and choose what you want to heal and what you want to work on. Um, and I'm calling it my Netflix of healing, um, a healing smorgasbord, if you will, if you will, um, a little buffet of healing, if you will. <laughs> um, and you just pick and choose what you want to put on your plate, a little a la carte of sexual intimacy here, or a little bit of how to be in a healthy couple here, or how do I stop dating bums? Over here, you know, whatever it might be, you just mix it all together um, and you get coaching on how to keep all that straight and to create a actual recovery plan. And so um, Learn to Thrive is still going to be the core program that I ask every single student to go through and finish because that's how it was created in the first place. It is the curriculum that I feel every person who's ever struggled with the intimacy disorder needs to, needs to experience um, for you to get some breakthroughs and do it as a whole. So um, if you would like to learn more about the recovery school, you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash school and it will take you directly there. But I'll also share more about um, how to get there at the end of this interview as well. So that is it. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump on in. Okay, so I have my student, Kansi, with me. Hey, Kansi. Hi. Hey. <laughs> I am so excited to chat with you and for us to do this coaching call together. It's going to be great. Um, it's going to be great because they're always great. So I'm just excited. Um, yeah. <laughs> Because you're wonderful. It's easy. So Kansi um, has been our student or my student um, since last year. She's been doing so awesome. Um, but before we get into all of that, um, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah. So right now I'm in physical therapy school and I'm going to graduate in May. Um, I love nature. And I'm a former dancer, ballerina. It's my minor in college. Um, I don't know. That's a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yes, and you're as beautiful on the inside as you're on the outside. And so I'm so, <laughs> I'm so happy that you are connecting all that. So I don't want to speak too much for you, but can you tell us a little bit of why you became a student of the Learn to Thrive program? Um, so for me, the, the biggest thing was just not having confidence in like, every time I went somewhere, people would notice, they would say, oh, you're so pretty. And then as soon as I opened my mouth, it was, oh, you're not confident. What's going on? And that was one of the biggest things. Um, and learning how to have self-love for myself, which is something I'm still growing with. Um, and then also, um, you specialize in the love addiction. So that was another big thing for me because not having the confidence would cause me to just go to guys who would show me a little bit of love, even if it was for just a moment. So 
that's, I don't know. <laughs> awesome, yeah. And so how did you discover Learn to Thrive or me? Um, so actually it was through the podcast Black Girls Heal. Um, mm-hmm. My last rotation was like an hour away um, from my house and I had to drive there for 10 weeks. And I was like, I want something that's going to help me to grow as an individual. So I just started listening and I heard about the program. And so I joined. <laughs> yay, yay. And so with that, what are you getting out of Learn to Thrive? Um, so recently I have um, discovered a lot of my trauma that's been hidden, I guess, from childhood and even like stuff that's happened recently. Um, that's one big thing. And then um, just with the love addiction, that has gotten a lot better as well because I've started the 90 day no contact. Um, and that's been going really great. It wasn't at first, <laughs> but now it's it's on a pretty steady path. Yeah, yeah. And I know you had some extra help before with um, with therapy. Well, how would you say that this program compares to the other support that you've also gotten? Um, I don't know. I guess for me, like when I had therapy before, it just seemed like it was just a conversation and like that was it. And I was just kind of out the door. It didn't really do anything for me. I feel bad saying that. Um, but with this, like, I get like, it's almost like a curriculum or it is like I get work to do um, that allows me to dive deeper and think deeper on my own. And then I get a group of women as well who are just really here to support me, which is also great. Um, or at least for me, it's great. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm just kind of growing and, and thriving in that and I'm, I don't know, makes me happy. <laughs> and what I love about you in the program is, um, and I can say this about all the women, but you know, I'm talking to you especially right now, is that you have shown up and like really allowed yourself to be vulnerable and help help yourself um, get what you need. And I think it's so amazing because you know so much of I think a lot of our trauma is fear of asking for what we want and not wanting to like um, be too big or too loud or even that fear like what if I ask for help and I get the same things I've always gotten or nothing moves at all and you just Mm -hmm. let yourself be there and so I'm just really proud of you. Thanks it's a safe place I think that's why. (laughs) Yeah yeah awesome that's great to hear. And so one more question about the, the course before we move on. What would you say is your favorite part of the program? Mm, well, all of it's great. Oh, okay, this sounds really crazy. I'm going to speak for my present self, but then I'm going to speak for my future self, if that makes any sense. Yes. <laughs> my present self <laughs> is, I, I love the whole 90-day no-contact love addiction because I don't know, I just discovered so much about myself and that I need to be alone in order to just understand who I am and what I actually want, um, like in a future husband. Um, But I think future self, (laughs) as the more that I'm discovering myself, the more I want to know about myself and get rid of my trauma and become a more confident person. So future self loves that part and past or present self loves the love addiction part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love both of those answers because you're basically talking about healing you and then the relationship is like an output of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's really great. Cool. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our call. Um, So we do this every week. Um, as part of our group coaching calls, we have a chance to sit and chat about what's going on. And so we're just going to kind of update with where, where we are. Um, but you have the opportunity to talk about something different than what we've been talking about or something, something that's the same. So, um, what would you say the areas that you're struggling with the most right now? Um, right now it's just. I just have this desire just to be like this confident woman who has this self-love 
like I don't know if this it I'm sure it makes sense but you see the like the girl who walks in the room and it's just like she knows that she has it together and she's just confident in herself and I really want to be that person um and it just comes and goes like if I I don't know feel I guess insecure which is a lot it just automatically goes down and I don't want to have that feeling I want to continuously be I don't know confident and assertive within myself Mm-hmm. So when are the times that you notice that you feel the most insecure? Um, or that the insecurity pops up? School is a big one. Like a really big one. <laughs> um, just because I feel really inadequate or I, I feel like I'm, like I don't know enough. Like I don't really know anything to actually raise my hand and say, hey, I can answer this question. Um, and then if I'm like out with, I guess, a group of people and I don't know, I just kind of tend to kind of go back and not say as much because I'm like, okay, their personalities are bigger and I know that they shine. So I'm going to let them do that. And I'm just going to kind of relax and, and be here. But really it's just more of an insecurity, I guess. Okay. So with the groups of people, um, would you say that you're someone who's more extroverted or introverted? Or do you not okay. know? <laughs> I am, it depends on the group of people. If I feel comfortable with those people, then I can be an extrovert. But if I don't, I'm very much an introvert and I'm not going to say anything. Okay. So... When I think about about extrovert and introvert, I think of like the 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 literal definition of it, which is where an extrovert really loves to be around people. Like they get their energy off um, talking and engaging, and that's what makes them feel safe and happy. Where an introvert is someone where they feel more energized, like being within themselves, being um, kind of um, able to kind of think and observe sometimes when they can. Um, so I'm wondering for you, do you feel happiest when you're around other people or do you feel happiest when you're not around them? Yeah, I feel happier, I guess, when I'm around people. Okay. But I'm also learning at the same time, like being alone is okay. And I'm starting to become comfortable with that um, because there are times where I'm just like, I want to be by myself. But I think I just have more fun with other people. I don't know if that answered your question. No, it does. And I'm thinking about previous conversations where we talked about you learning how to be by yourself because part, part of your history is that you would self-medicate by always being out there. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products that support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coast of Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coast of Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, dot com. With other folks, right? Mm -hmm. 
busy to distract yourself from the chatter and the noise that was going on inside of you. Yeah. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. So the reason why I asked about extrovert and introvert when you're around these other people is I'm trying to kind of get a gauge on who is the person that you actually want to be, not who you think you should be. So when all these people are being like gregarious and telling jokes and stuff, is that urge that you feel to say something because you feel like you need to, to like keep up with them? Or is it because um, you actually feel like it's a part of you that like it's just hard for you to let be seen so again the first one is more like you feel like you should be talking and that's why you want to say something but if you could just not say anything you would be perfectly fine no there's actual desire to actually like i i want to talk like i want to say something but it's more of a fear to actually do it okay i guess i like i fear i'm gonna get judged for what i say Mm-hmm. or how I may say it or like how people will look at me I don't know like there's just this fear behind it yeah yeah um is it around all groups of people that you hang out with or just a few of them mm, I would say majority okay. there's like a group of girls that I hang out with like where I am um for grad school that I'm, I'm comfortable with Mm-hmm. And then I have a best friend um, back home. Like, I'm comfortable with her. Other than that, the fear is there. Okay. So with people who are strangers, is when you feel this way? Yes. Okay. And strangers in your academic group? Or, or what kind of strangers? I mean, it could be, like, if I'm out with, a, I guess, one of my friends and they bring, like, a group of people with them like I'm not going to talk because I don't know I don't feel comfortable like it's not a safe place anymore I guess yeah yeah yeah. have you thought about what might make you feel safer when you're around these groups of people Mm, well I don't know I feel like they know me so if they know me then there's no no judgment it's just a free kind of area. Yeah, but that's with the people that you know, right? So I'm thinking <laughs> with people who are like the new additions to the group, or the mm-hmm. people who um, are, um, they're strangers to you, known to your friends, but strangers to you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes part of what is helpful is not saying, not skipping to the place where like, I should just feel comfortable expressing myself. And I should just feel comfortable saying whatever I want to say, but to get in touch with whatever that roadblock is and to honor it. So if the roadblock with you speaking is that you don't feel safe because you need to know that someone is trustworthy, because you need to know that um, that um, they're going to listen to you, because you need to know that they're not going to judge you based on your skin color or whatever else, that's an okay thing to validate. So there's a group of four or five people mm-hmm. so like wanting to say, okay, I, I need to be able to say whatever I want to say in front of all these eyes. Maybe you just focus on talking with that one person to the side and get comfortable with them. And then once you're comfortable with them, because you already know the other three people, 
then maybe you'll feel more comfortable talking out okay. loud. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. Does that sound like that's doable? Yes, I can do that. You can do that. Okay, so yeah. it really was, it's kind of like, um, almost like public speaking. Whenever there's more than one person, that's when it's harder for you. But when it's a one-off situation, you're more comfortable? Yes, <laughs> very much okay. so. Okay, great, awesome. So yeah, try that with the next time you're in a group and kind of make that your anchor. So say it's like a big group, like maybe it's like a big group outing of like 10, 12 people and you have like mm -hmm. maybe two or three friends there, but there's a whole lot of other people you don't know. Maybe instead of trying to get to know eight people in one night, maybe just start with that one person and that might help you feel like, oh, okay, I can talk with people. And it kind of may lose that fear that these other seven people are going to reject me. I know that's not going to happen because I know I can show up as my full self with this one person. Okay. What are your thoughts about that? I'm just trying to relate that um, just back to physical therapy school. Okay. Because... Like, I have, like, a few people that I can relate to, but still it's, like, I mean, you have to do presentations, and you have to work in different groups, and when that happens, I just automatically just shut down. Like, I just feel inadequate again. When you have, before you make the presentation, or after you make the presentation? Like, before, or more specifically, when we're working, like, in groups, or if we're answering questions in class type of thing. Okay, so so not when you're talking in front of folks, it's more when you're working in groups? Mm-hmm. Okay, What's, what are your thoughts when it's happening in the group? Like when I'm in the group, I just shut down. My, like I guess my thoughts are don't answer the question. You know you don't know like what the answer is or like what I say, I should have known a long time ago. And why don't I know this now? And I don't want to be looked at as stupid. So let me not say anything. Which I don't know, it seems really childish. And it's something that like, you, people should get over or I should get like, I, I guess what stupid people told me that's something that you should have got over in high school, or middle school, like, you should be okay with, you know, just saying whatever you have to say. I don't know. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, kind of no. That makes sense. Um, I'm going to filter what I want to say because I know you love the Lord, but bump what all those other people said about what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Um, that's ridiculous. There, um, so here's a phrase I want you to remember. Whenever you feel like you, it's, um, you're about to start coming down on yourself, um, the phrase goes, don't should on yourself. Because when we should on ourselves, we're constantly shaming ourselves and condemning ourselves and trying to put ourselves in these boxes that literally are not built on anything other than other people's projections or other people's pain or other people's timelines that are also not built on anything. The only thing that matters is what you think and what you feel, and that you're honoring what you need in the moment, okay? So we've talked about, when we talked about like self-compassion and working through our trauma, how all the things that we are dealing with now, it's all because it all makes sense. Like there's no insecurity, there's no coping mechanism, there's nothing unhealthy or addictive that we're doing now that just came out of nowhere there's always something that connects to it, right? And so whenever we're like, I'm just doing this and I just feel crazy, you're not crazy because let's say you were an overeater. Um, that's not part of your, your, your coping pattern, um, I don't think, but like maybe you overate because food was used as a, um, a reward growing up and your parents would take it away and give it to you. And so now you feel more in control when you more like it all makes sense right and so for you we talked about the intellectual trauma we talked about 
people shaming you before and not listening to what you have to say. And so the fact that you shut down and it feels unsafe to you makes complete sense. You've also had people who have treated you as if the only thing that has been positive about you or the most positive thing about you is your beauty and your looks. And no one's really, um, no one of significance to you thus far, at least that you've been able to receive, has been able to appreciate you for all of you. And the people who have, it's hard for you to believe it. And even then that makes sense. So when you come into this circle that is based on academics, something, something that you've been wanting people to acknowledge and see and value about you for a long time, but no one has, it makes sense that this is new territory for you. And it's hard for you to feel like you belong, even though you do. Does that make sense? Yes. That was a lot to take in. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not in a bad way, just like, wow, that really makes sense. And it just, it winds up and I'm just still processing it. It was good. It's really good. <laughs> okay. Tell me, I'll, we'll just take a beat here then and just tell me, tell me what parts don't kind of stick out to you or maybe, maybe what parts hit home the most. I guess when you were talking about the intellectual trauma of, I don't know, for me, it was like when I was younger, my mother not really allowing me to express myself, even if it was just clothes or her like taking over my conversation and like speaking for me. And then like that just getting worse, like as I got older, like with relationships as well even with friendships like my friends are like they constantly say oh we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and I just don't say anything as I got older I've gotten better friends and they they make me decide on things and choose things because they were like you have a voice you should use it mm -hmm. um but I don't know that just really it it's it's sitting and processing <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and like, and so with you even explaining with your story, like you said, as you, as it got older, as you got older, it got worse, you know? So with some, with some traumas, sometimes as you get older, it's supposed to get easier, you know, cause you're, you're bigger now, you can leave the room, you can, um, you can change the environment, you can move out, that kind of stuff. But for you, it's like on all sides. So, so your body, your mind, your spirit has learned subconsciously tuned into kind of your nervous system that we talked about before. That anytime you're about to step out and say a little bit about what you think to expect punishment, to expect consequence, to expect rejection or abandonment. So even you like forming the thoughts in your mind, your brain is like, nope, no, don't do that. Don't go there right yeah exactly actually yeah mm -hmm. and so so if i were to tell you concierge just believe in yourself more or um you know just love yourself just know that you're smart enough and go out and do that that's not going to help you because this stuff is like deep down right so right. we have our tools that we've talked about um to help you get get to those roots and clear them out so we talked about grounding statements. Have you done that at all? Um, to be honest, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> I, but I've been praying, and I, I did do a little bit. Um, again, I don't know why I'm so avoidant towards that, like with the trauma. Um, mm -hmm. But I did on the fact that I am avoiding it if that makes sense. Yeah, and what came out there? I mean, I felt better. I felt more calm, I felt more relaxed. Mm -hmm. um, and I probably should have kept going just and started like truly on the trauma and the issues or mm -hmm. the grounding statements, um, but I didn't. <laughs> okay, and do you, do you feel guilty about that right, right now or are you just telling me? No, I actually feel guilty about it because okay. I feel like I don't know. For me, it's like once I decide to do something or at least 
when it came to um, learn to thrive and like the 90 days, like once I decide to do it, it's just, it's done, it's gonna happen. So I feel like that's time that's wasted that I could have had to like grow and like go get past this point that I'm at now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I hear you. And I respectfully disagree because this is just part of the process. So that was part of one of the first things that we talked about in the program, as far as like the things that will come up as we start to, to, um, work on ourselves. And one of the things is kind of the avoidance, right? Um, because change is uncomfortable even when we are miserable, we, even when we want things to change really bad. So it makes sense that um, you're still avoiding it because it's scary. You don't know what's going to come up. You don't know if it's going to work. It seems too big. It seems like it may not move the needle at all. You don't want to get disappointed. It's easier just to lay down. Yes? Yes. yes. Like even right now talking about it, like my heart just feels heavy. If that, if that makes sense, like, I don't yeah. know. It's just feeling yeah like when I get nervous heart is like just like really heavy <laughs> yeah yeah so I talked earlier about how we not wanting to skip so here is I don't want to I don't want to or it's uncomfortable for me to and this is I feel comfortable mm -hmm. for you in your mind you think it's right here so you're like this is obviously the next step why can't I just but what I'm telling you is that there's multiple things in between that's stopping you from getting here. And that's okay. And it really is learning how to take you at every piece, at every step that you are, instead of um, trying to force yourself to be several levels ahead, right? Because then that, that invites more shame and guilt, right? Yes. Okay. I was just saying, how does that sound to you? Um, it sounds good. I'm but. still, <laughs> it sounds good. I'm just still having like a little mini panic attack. Like my heart just still feels heavy. And I'm just like, why? I don't even understand. But you, I mean, you just explained why. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it right now. Okay. <laughs> so at this part of the call is where I actually coached Concy through um, one of the skills that I teach in the program. And so you are about to hear how it ended up. Great. But how, I mean, how was that right there? It went down to like, I was at like 100 and I'm at like 50, maybe 45%, like a little anxious. Uh, <laughs> this stuff works. It does. It really does. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So you can use this tool right before you go into the, um, your, what do you call it? Your, um, your class, you know, if you know that it's about to be group work and you're having thoughts about, um, like what if you say the wrong thing and they're going to ask me this question, then use that tool there. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so we'll do that. And then when we go back into, um, into the group, um, we can do the grounding statements and I can kind of walk you through that. How do you feel about, about that first issue, about feeling more confident with school and with the social groups? Um, better. Better. Um, and then again, like you said, with a group of people, just talk to one person and then just kind of go from there. So that works. <laughs> yeah, yay, awesome. And then come back to group whenever, yes, whenever, I'm not gonna say if ever, whenever you try to talk to one person, if any of that social anxiety or any of that stuff comes up, then we can like talk you through like how to like walk, work through that and show up as your, your full self. Okay, that, that'll be perfect. Yes. Okay. So there you have it. That is what it sounds like on a group call. So we have group calls every week in the recovery school. 
And every student who submits a question is able to get it answered. Um, and every student is able to submit at least two. So um, Kansi actually asked two questions that you didn't get to hear the second one. Um, I only played the first one for the purpose of this podcast episode. But, you know, when I tell people, people who've been interested in doing the courses before have been like, well, I really want one-on-one time. And and I try to tell them, look, this really is, um, you're not missing out on any kind of contact just because um, there is not necessarily a private call included um, unless you wanted to upgrade and get one, but um, you're still getting personalized attention and um, people don't believe me, (laughs) but then hopefully this helps give those of you who have been kind of on the fence, um, kind of that push over so that you can actually choose to join into the wonder that is Black Girls Hill Programming, um, which is now the recovery school. So again, you can learn more by going to blackgirlsheal.org slash school. Um, every person that is ready to learn more, there is a little new members orientation for you to participate in, for you to get your invitation into joining the school. And that's about it. So I look forward to welcoming our new students who will be joining us. I look forward to sharing your breakthroughs. I look forward to featuring featuring um, some of you here on this podcast as well after you've gotten your big wins. Within the first week or two, my students who are active and do the program actually are reporting their first big wins and transformations and just seeing things so much clearer um, and feeling some relief. And it stays. And it stays because they stay. It stays because they are showing up for themselves. And it stays because they have a community of women who are always supportive and available. So I want y'all to be a part of the magic. I would love for you to tag me on Instagram if this podcast episode has been helpful for you. You can tag me at Black Girls Heal. So that is it for now. I will see you next week. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.